Good morning, Mayor. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayechi. With Parshas Vayechi, we conclude the book of Bereshis. This is Shabbos Chazak, a Shabbos that we are to take strength from the Torah as we complete the book of Bereshis and move on. Interesting to note is that this week's parasha, one of two, which has life in it as the name of the parasha. Earlier we have parashas Chaye Sora, and interesting, in parashas Chaye Sora, we have the death of Sora, and it's called Chaye Sora, the life of Sora. And here too, in this week's parasha, where Yaakov passes on, the Torah has it in parashas Vayechi, because we literally follow the very important teaching of the Gemara in the first chapter of Tanis that says, Yaakov Avinu Lomez. Unbelievable. What kind of a statement is that, that our father Yaakov did not die, when the Torah presents such an extensive description of his funeral, burial, how could they say Lomez? And the answer is Mazaro Bechayim. Just as we, his descendants, are alive, so this keeps our father Yaakov alive. I'd like to focus this morning on a very important topic. I believe that it will be in keeping with that which we find in the parsha. Interestingly, the Torah tells us that Yosef is informed. This is the beginning of chapter Memches, chapter 48. was after the above, where Yaakov asks Yosef to please bury him in Eretz Yisrael, in Ma'oraz HaMachpelah, the Torah tells us, Vayomer li Yosef, Yosef is informed, Hinei avicha chole. Behold, your father is ill. And the rabbis understand the word Hinei as being something novel. Namely, the Gemara in Bava Metziah, Pezayin Amar Aleph 87a, tells us that Yaakov Ovinu actually prayed to God that Hashem should give man a warning, a wake-up call, a signal that his life was coming to an end. Says the Talmud that Yaakov asked for chulsha. He asked literally for sickness. That oftentimes, says Rashi, she adam so, that a person should become ill prior to his passing, that he'll use the opportunity to put his affairs in order for his children to come, for his being able to direct them what should be after his passing. And I would like to continue this theme and discuss two different aspects of end-of-life issues which are so significant. And that is, one, that 
each individual should have a halachic living will. Halachic living will means that if a person is in a situation where they are no longer capable of making decisions for themselves in terms of the care, and especially today where, quote, the patient, meaning the customer, is able to say, this I'll take, this I won't take, right? Put me on dialysis, don't give me a feeding tube, etc. That the individual has the right of refusal, etc. All the more so does one need a halachic living will whereby what they are doing is they are, aside from a family member that they are placing in uh, their decision-making process, they are saying that it is to be done in consultation with a specific rabbi that they designate. I can only tell you, over the years, I've witnessed this myself. Everybody is well-meaning, and there are those who say, come on, why should we let our loved one, Mitcha, why should we allow them to suffer? After all, dementia has set in, they're old, let them go and leave them be. Now, I can only tell you that other family members are turning to the halacha, and the halacha says something very different. There's no question that the halacha, first and foremost, says, let us treat the individual and make them as pain-free as possible. However, it is so important to realize that we believe in the preciousness of life and we understand God gives life, He is the one that takes it. And the Gemara in the first chapter of Brachos teaches us that there is a very important concept called Yisurin Memarkin, meaning that oftentimes, as much as we do not want to have any kind of suffering, but that these suffering moments are cleansing for body and soul, and therefore the unfortunate few moments or even a little bit longer and I'm not minimizing it of the suffering in this world is going very often to enable the individual to have a much more pleasant and expansive role in the world to come we believe in the world to come Interestingly, there is, or I should say there are, two different types of suicide. The Torah, in chapter 9 of Beratius, as we take leave of Beratius, bring this verse to the table tonight. Chapter 9, verse 5. God is giving Noah, after the flood, the basic laws of society and included among them are not only the prohibition of murder but the prohibition of taking one's life 
Fiaches dimchem lenafshoseichem edrosh. Translated, your blood, which belongs to your souls, I will demand. Don't get me wrong. If the person is dead, they've take, they've committed, they've taken their own life, they've committed suicide. How can quote God demand or God punish? And the Chizkuni, in his commentary on the Torah, says how the Torah is so clearly referring here to Olam Haba, the world to come. We believe in the world to come. Therefore, we have to do everything we can to prolong life. Not prolong suffering, but to prolong life. And to say that because the person has dementia, then that unfortunately that's a reason to come on, pull the plug, and end the suffering, or end the suffering for the children who have to watch a parent. No, that is not in accordance with our tradition. And that's why, as I said, it's so important that as you ask questions in all different areas of halacha, is brain death considered halachic death? You're not going to flip a coin. And what? You're the one to make this kind of a decision. The great Geonim, rabbis of our day, wrestled with this. And whichever Rav, you ask your Shilohs, your questions in all areas of Jewish life, he's the one that you have to turn to in the asking of these types of questions as well. He's the one who's on your halachic living will. And I strongly recommend that everyone can contact either the Aguda or the RCA and you can get a halachic living will. I want to spend a moment talking about a halachic will, not a living will. A halachic will is in terms of how one can dispose of their assets while they are alive. Now what does that mean? A secular will, whereby a person says, I wish to allocate to, and you identify the individual, after my passing, that's not in a keeping, that's not in keeping with Jewish law. A person can only transfer assets while they are alive. After they have passed on, they can no longer do this. And therefore, if one procures a halachic will, there are several ways that you can discuss with one who knows Jewish law, and there are many lawyers who are familiar with the halacha, that you arrange that an hour before your passing, the assets then will be transferred 
you have control over it until one hour before your passing, but it's done in accordance with halacha. I can only tell you that, interestingly, when the Torah speaks of these laws, including that of suicide, the Torah says, Ki elokim Namely, that man is created in the image of God. And therefore, the Ritva, in his commentary on the Gemara Shabbos, on Kufches Amebeis, says that the Neshama that each individual has is like God's name inscribed on parchment. Literally, Yudke Vavke on parchment. And therefore, whether we're talking about a shota, whether we're talking about a person who has lost or never had their full mental capacity, someone who is even loalenu in a vegetative state, you should know that hospice has to be overseen to make sure that it is in accordance with Jewish law. Namely, that if we are only going to give palliative care, namely, only pain management, and unfortunately, sometimes withholding hydration, nutrition, once again, this is against halacha. And so, I say that as we take leave of Parshas Vayechi, and we have this concept of Yaakov Avinu Lomais, Yaakov has not died, we too have to make sure that our neshama is kept alive, that our neshama, please God, will be given the proper treatment at the end of days. And so, these very important practical halachos that we have discussed, I trust that they will be implemented whereby we recognize the very special gift of life and let us, please God, preserve life whereby we are doing what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants for us. He is the one who gives us life and we say as long as He has given it, we will do our best to preserve it. And I end with the following note, that oftentimes we overlook the following idea. Everybody would rather give chesed, but think how often those who are unfortunately ill, how much chesed they generate. So literally, they too are 
doing something exceedingly important. And I pray that all of us will rise to these difficult challenges and understand that above ground burial is not in keeping with Jewish law and understand that cremation is not in keeping with Jewish law. And as the Jew lives as a Jew, so too he leaves this world and goes on to eternity in accordance with the laws of Israel. Shabbat Shalom to all.